Well, hey, I'm Todd, and I want to welcome you to another reading of the Bible. Have you ever been at the end of your rope, and you've wondered, what should I do next? Or maybe you came to this really, really difficult situation in life where you were just completely overwhelmed, and you had no idea, what should I do? Or maybe you were pondering some future decision, a big decision in life. Should I marry this person? Should I go to that school? Should I take this job? And you had to ask a friend, a trusted person, someone full of the Holy Spirit, what should I do next? Well, that same question is a question that Paul's about to ask. And he's asking it in the context of sharing his story. First, he shares about one of the darkest times in his life. He's standing on the steps of this Roman prison, he's in chains, and he's preaching to the Jews, and that's not the darkest moment in his life. The darkest moment of his life was when he participated in the mass genocide of Christians, where he hunted down and wanted to correct anybody who was a Christian by force, even to the point of death, where we meet him in the book of Acts. He's actually participating in the killing of the first Christian martyr named Stephen. Now, Paul's come a long way since then. But that's the intro to his story. And that's the dark moment that he shares. He shares the part of his story that's down in the pit. And you've likely had a moment in the pit too, where there's something about your life that isn't the way God wants it to be. It's something in your life that is not of God. There's darkness there. We all have it. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And then Paul has this moment that hopefully you've had in your life where you realized that you're in the pit, where you were in the darkness and you looked up, saw the light and realized there was more to this than just what you're seeing. Now, Paul saw that and he actually talked to Jesus and had a moment where he he professed, Jesus, you are Lord. He put himself in perspective where Jesus was above him and he was below, where he was the servant, Jesus was the master. Now, we don't usually use those words, but that's an accurate statement to say, God, I trust you with my life more than I trust myself with my life. And so now my life is yours. That's what Paul has said. And so then now what do you do? What does he do? And so he continues his uh, story telling them about the voice and the light. And he says his response to this voice, which was Jesus, is verse 10. I asked, what should I do, Lord? And that's a question that we are going to repeatedly look at today. It's the question that I want you to leave with. What should I do, Lord? Maybe you've given your life to Christ. Maybe you haven't. But if you have given your life to Christ, the next question should be, what should I do, Jesus? Jesus, what do you want with me? God, what do you need from me? What can I do? How can I worship you more? How can I do things that show more and more honor to you? What should I do, Lord? This is what Jesus responds. The Lord told me, get up, go to Damascus, and there you will be told everything you are to do. Now notice that Jesus didn't say back, here's your life plan. You're going to end up doing these things and planting these churches and going over here. And then you're going to end up in Jerusalem before a bunch of Jews and you're going to share your testimony, at which point they're going to get angry and they're not going to believe you. And you're going to have to go on and uh, go into prison. And then you're going to end up testifying before Caesar. That's where you're headed. Although he doesn't make it to Caesar, that's what he uh, is headed towards. No, Jesus doesn't tell him all those things, although all those things happen. Jesus just says, get up and go to Damascus. Now, if you're Paul, you could be like, well, I don't really want to go to Damascus anymore because I'm blind. I'd really rather go back to Jerusalem where my house is. 
let's do that instead. But Paul actually obeys and goes to Damascus. And so the implication for us is we should ask God, what should I do? And that we should listen when that next thing to do may be very, very small. We should just do it. And so Paul goes, verse 11, I was blinded by the intense light and had to be led by my hand uh, to Damascus by my companions. A man named Ananias lived there. He was a godly man, deeply devoted to the law and well regarded by all the Jews of Damascus. He came and stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. At that very moment, I could see him. Now, it doesn't tell the story of Ananias, but Ananias was also told by Jesus to go. And Ananias was like, no, I don't want to go. That's Paul, the guy who's killing all the Christians, and God said, go anyway. And so Ananias obeyed God. He said, what should I do? And God told him, and he did it. And so the challenge for you today, the challenge for me today, is to pray, Jesus, what should I do? Listen. Listen deeply in your heart and ask yourself what you should do, and then do it. Let's pray. Father, you are in control of all things. You know all things. You know our past, our present, our future. There's even places in Scripture where it determines, or where it says that you've predetermined parts of our future and our past. God, all I know about that is that you have a better plan for me than I have for myself, and you have a better plan for each one of us than we have for ourselves. And God, that when we declare you as Lord, I pray that the next question on our lips would be, what should we do? God, I pray this week that each day we'd wake up and ask, Jesus, what should I do? What would you do, Jesus? What can I do? God, we love you. We pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.